0: Hey, my loves. All right, just wanted to check in with you. Um, it, this one is going to be kind of chit chatty, but it's for those of you who are toying with and/or into hands-on trading um, and kind of uh, going about a lifestyle where you're you're probably in there just about every day. I did mention that I signed. I I've been part of a a trading group and well trading and investing and um so uh one of the mentors or the leaders in the group he sends out signals and this is not my first time this is like my second year doing that and I'm not sure if I mentioned this in a previous podcast but um because the group is relatively new um we're all figuring out how to trade and how to invest together so not meeting with each other but you know going through the process and so last year myself and everyone else we we put our money in and we were trading um but then we switched over to platforms where they do the trading for us and we just get our returns on a weekly or monthly basis right um and so now that we have established those accounts and those are generating income for us, we're back to learning how to trade, right? Uh, hands on. And I really enjoyed the process. Um, to be quite honest, uh, I don't see myself going back into the hands on of me looking at the charts until January, January 2nd, <laughs> because um I already registered for my real estate course. I already looked over the stuff. Um, and I, I'm in there. I'm in there. Um And so it was funny because it was while I was recording a podcast, I was talking about how I see my my group they're making profit, you know, and so they'll go in and get their 200 400 and I I did I had to do the math on that. So they're working with a little bit more than 1000. Um, I've decided I'm gonna grow my account, so every time I get paid, I'm just gonna keep growing that account because then um uh part of the strategy that we're using is we only take out one percent of the market, you know one percent of our what we're trading with um per day, and it's kind of funny too because uh this go round. I love it because he understands himself and how to cultivate that in other people. I think that's always going to be key in a, you know, either a man or a woman. So he is that type of guy that he will run back into the building and and get his bag type of a thing and then he'll get burnt. And so some of the newer people that are coming into trade, they were trying to make 5% a day Right. And so what was happening is they're going back in getting, you know, they're, they're kind of, we call it sniping. So we are going in and we're just kind of sniping or scalping, or I think it's, no, I think it's sniping, like just going in and no, I think it is scalping. Like you just go in and you just take a a little, like a little bite and run back out. Um, And so some people kind of got burnt that way. So now this go around it's interesting because yesterday was my first day um, trading and I made sure to put the notifications on and here's what's key. And I want you to understand it's it's a process. Don't be hard on yourself because last year I was in the same predicament that some of these people are in right now. So here's what happened. He sent the signals for whatever reason. I didn't hear them because he, I know he sends them at three in the morning. He's um East Coast side. So that's five, five, six for him. Um, I didn't hear it. So when I woke up, and and a little bit, it kind of speaks to my uh, the feminine element, right? Letting the prices come to me, um, not being rushed, right? Um, what's mine is for me, and it will it will come to me and for me, the way that I need it, right? So woke up, and then I was like, oh, I wonder how come he didn't send no signal? Well, he did. I just I didn't hear them, which is okay, but. The prices had fallen. So um I went ahead and put in my, my order and within the hour a couple of those filled, you know, they, they the order was filled. And what we'll do is we will go ahead and set the conditional sell. So we'll buy and then say sell it when it makes one percent profit. Um, not the dollar amount, the percentage. So that that's kind of a clue right there for y'all. So um but then I was remembering, I was like, crap. Okay, so there's a lot of volatility in the market. Um, and from what I remember from last year, what would happen is, you know, the prices would still be falling and um, we would have to average down. And I don't really, you know, I can. And I, so um, I went back in when he sent another signal and even though he sent the signal, like, let's say he sent it at $8, I I did it for 1% less than what he already told us. And then um, I'm not using all of my account. I only used a fraction because yesterday was like my first day back and I was just testing to see how the order goes through. Am I doing it right? Whatever, what have you. And so... Um, there's I, I, I put the order in for 1% less than what he actually told us. Everybody else put it in for the amount that he told them. And they're still waiting for the 1%. I made six transactions yesterday, all of them satisfied within the hour, within the hour, not more than two hours. So um, it's one of those things where because we do it in the chat, we will go in and be like, okay, my Doge sold, my Uni sold, my Link sold, my whatever, what, you know, whatever it is that we, we tell them we got our bag. And I wasn't hearing anything. So I kept going back and checking to make sure my stuff went through. And I'm like, yeah, no, all of my orders are completed. I got my, um, so for yesterday was supposed to be 1%. And um, no one, no one has hit that 1%. And, the thing is, this is how I would even play too, knowing what I know, right? But it took time, right? And I'm developing my skills. If I were them, I would average down. Right? Because I'm hoping they didn't use all of their account, all of the money in their account. So I would have averaged down um and then recoup my money that way. Um so yeah, y'all, I'm I'm just posted up. I I went in, got my money the way I needed to. I actually went back twice, so not too greedy. But I was like, well, since they're giving away free money, let me get back in the market. Now that being said, the other competency, and again, this we're learning this from our mentor, right? And and I've been talking a little bit about our, the importance of us being able to adapt. You know, the saying every day in every way I'm becoming I'm becoming I am becoming a better person every day in every way. That means you have to be able to adapt, you have to be able to evolve. You kinda of have to understand how other people think, how other people move, and um so that meant I had to understand his trading style, I had to understand the pattern of what happened in the past and figure out how to get myself in the position that I'm in now, right? Understanding the market, understanding him, understanding um how to be conservative and still get what I need to um and so uh understanding also that I'm not gonna go in five times, and I love that he caught that because it happened to him he he got he got you know what we call the shark's come come and get you type of thing but um I love that he's cautioning us. And it might it might seem kind of sim, uh, remedial or a little bit lower, like not a big deal. But those type of things are important if you're mentoring other people and you're being a leader, right? Um, there was one more thing I wanted to kind of mention about that. So, so, yeah, I mean, what I was basically saying is I went in a couple times, like literally two times. So I, I made money. And then um, I saw the price had fallen again. So I went back in, put in another put in another order, um, and my money already came out. Um, and I know what to do. You know, if, if I get in that situation where the price falls, I'll just average down and, and get out. So um, I hope that that inspires someone. I think... The other kind of hidden gem in there is don't put all your, like, let's say you learn a new strategy. This is, we're making money off of just one strategy and we're only taking out 1% per day, right? Um. But you don't want to, like, if you have a thousand in your account to trade with, um. you would, if, uh, so I did my transactions with $200 each in $200 increments um because it was my first day back but um like maybe today I will do increments of 300 and also um it's going to be a while before I use 500 right i think the market is too volatile so i think the max i would do on a on a trade is 300 even with a $1000 account right and one more thing I'm going to kind of close out with too. So, I am an, I I thought about sharing my progress with you guys like doing weekly screenshots because I think it's 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 really unfortunate, but a lot of us don't understand the power of compound interest. So, 5% a week may not sound like a lot, you know? Uh to a lot of people, it's like you hear the number 5% a week and you're like, "Eh, you know, but um, Albert Einstein said, compound, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. So if I'm doing 5% every week, and I shared the math with you, and I do it, it's even to the point where if I keep it 100% honest with you, um, if I trade for 24 months, I'm still not impressed with the number I think it will be I will have grown my account to 156,000. But in the third year, that 1000 will have grown to 2.2 2 million. So me not being impressed with the whole thing. No, I think what it was is after 24 months, 1000 will compound to 56,000. 2000 after 24 months will compound to 156,000. And I was just, just so at this point like, eh, I'll be making that next year, so. mm. But the but if I take two thousand and compound it for thirty six months, um, it will grow to four point four million. I kind of like that number, so that made me kind of think about well, every time I'm getting paid, let me just grow my account, so I could put anywhere from an additional one thousand dollars into my account every month, and still continue to so then. You know, when I have three thousand in there, then I would. That's when I would do trading increments of three hundred at a time. Uh, No, no, five hundred at a time. Right, six hundred at a time. Another thing, too. Another uh, trading tip. So, uh, this is life, right? This is how it, how real it is. I have my last car payment is is next week, and then um, December I'm gonna replace what would have been that payment to pay for my real estate license. So I already registered for the class, but I have to pay for the renewal fee. So I'm going to do that in December and then January from that allotted, you know, what would be the amount that I would spend for the car payment as much as I want to kind of splurge. I'm going to put um I already set up in my Robinhood account and you can do this with other ones like you have TD Ameritrade is actually really good. Um, Weeble, I think is better than Robinhood, but I'm. It's okay. I know I can transfer around when I need to. But Robinhood has a feature where you can kind of set yourself up to have automatic withdrawals. Um. So we've been talking a lot about index funds and um, the best type of stocks that have um, uh, dividends and that type of thing. If you guys have listened to Earn Your Leisure um they give out ticker symbols of what they recommend and one of those ticker symbols is uh VOO and VTI if i'm not mistaken it's not financial advice do your due diligence you know and it took me it's been about a year since i've heard that you know and i've i've uh researched it and figured out you know why it makes sense and why they're saying those type of things so i'm not saying you know do it because I'm doing it. I'm just kind of giving you how I came across information. And um, I researched it in my little quirky way. And in my mind, it, it makes sense to me. So um, what I decided to do is when I was working, <clears throat> I was always matching whatever my, my employer was doing. I was always matching the contribution. So I'm going to set up that same percentage to where... It's, it's, is it like 6%? I'm not sure. I think your, your, your employer does 3% of your, um, your paycheck and then you can match it with another 3%. And that, that's on a moving scale, right? Um, meaning that you're max, max matching because some people would do, if the employer was doing 3% of your income, they would, you could do one, two, or 3%. Or you, right? So I hope you get what I'm saying. So, um, I went ahead and set up that every time I every I think is it every week or every two weeks, it's automatically gonna pull out of my money and put into those types of stock. I have my favorites, and it will pull into into those. Uh, VOO being one of those, and so that that's one way I'll be putting growing that account, and then. I will reinvest a portion of that back into my other trading platforms. My other trading platforms, they pay 3%. I have two that pay 3%, one that pays 6% and one that pays 22%. And then what I'm going to do is also start to grow my Kraken uh, trading account. And um, the more I have to trade with, the more I can get to to my goal, right? And I really like it because it... I do have a sense of satisfaction from that whole experience getting back in the quote-unquote game. And like I said, in January is when I'll just go in and and set up my my charts and trading view. I've done it before. And um, it's funny because knowing what I know now, I could just do one month of trading signals with him and... Um, Put in the price points and then just kind of go on my own. But I do like the trading community type of a thing. But um, I can just set up my own alerts and and trade on my own. He doesn't really give out signals for Ethereum and Bitcoin. So I'm going to have to learn those myself. But like I said, even if I start to play around with it, uh, uh, and then I'll close out with this. So my plan of attack for it is... um, I'm going to I I tried last night I tried to buy some Ethereum and Bitcoin and the orders didn't fail so I just canceled them. And it would have been okay because if I made any mistakes I've mentioned this before I don't mind holding Bitcoin or Ethereum um for for long periods of time but um and the other thing I think the other tip I wanted to share with you too is not only did he learn and tell us not to, you know, keep going back three and four times and getting greedy because we will get bitten type of a thing. He also taught us the importance of not panic selling, right? So he adapted, evolved, and now he's training us to where the only time you're going to lose money is if you sell. For the most part, I I think that you have to be careful of the coins that you're going into. There's some coins, I just, I won't even touch them. And even when he sends the signal, I look at the chart. I look at the chart and I, I decide if one, if, like I said, there's some coins I won't even touch, but I do look at the chart and I try to see what the, you know, technical, technical analysis. And I think that that will help me too, because even some of the signals he sent yesterday, I did trade them, but I didn't trade them until later in the day. And it was more of a pattern that I was, you know, I knew would be profitable, So that was the other thing too, you know, don't panic sell. Uh, We've talked about this before in another podcast, you want to learn how to manage your emotions, right? Especially for my divine feminines. This is not the time to um, go in and be in fear, you know, and even for masculines, it's kind of funny because um, I do see a lot of men in going into trading, but I also see them getting wiped out, right? Because the fear kicks in and then they get some losses and now they are perpetually afraid. Um, with women, women, they're too afraid to try. Men will try and get wiped out and never come back to it. But I think that women, once you learn to manage the, 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 the fear of everything, of something new, I think that women are way more capable of making way more in the stock market, you know, um, stock and their crypto. I really do honestly believe that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I You know, I'm trying to make sure I'm not like a angry person when it comes to even talking about men. I feel like um, I'm just talking about where the weak points are because the men that will survive will also understand how FAIR plays a role in in trading. But they're going to understand that they hit the L and they're going to try to master it and stay in the game. Because like I said, men are quicker to jump in. They're not afraid of the technical analysis and the numbers and that type of thing. But as soon as they lose that $600 on a trade, it's like, ooh, I'm out. Women are more hesitant to even make that first trade. The other thing I kind of wanted to talk about too was both men and women, how do you overcome that fear? The best thing you can do with anything in life is it becomes so equipped and so knowledgeable and so well versed that you won't be afraid, right? So when you start to learn that there are premium stock that you can trade in, that there are, you know, uh, uh stock that are more likely that you're more likely to succeed. I've already told you I'll go check out Ashley um F Fox on YouTube. She did a a little really great short. It was like less than a minute, definitely I want to say closer to 30 seconds. And she talks about how you can invest in aristocrats stock, right? Aristocrat stock have been profitable, I think she said, for at least 25 years and they also pay their um, shareholders profit, right? So then now you can calculate and say, um, I want to invest in aristocrat stock and um, I'm gonna put you on a little bit of game too. So what? What the way that some of us start to get into the game too is we'll say, okay, let me look up the aristocrat stock and let me figure out how many shares I need of that stock to cover my cell phone bill. Kid you not, start off with your cell phone bill. Okay, once you save up enough money, you're always going to be able to take out money to pay your cell phone bill. So now you've eliminated that expense and now you can use that to grow another stock. Now you can figure out what's another aristocrat stock that's going to pay me, that's going to cover my light bill or my car bill. Okay? That's how a lot of us move. So now those things are paying for our light, our electricity, our mortgage, our car. Okay? And the cool thing is it's like you can look at it and say like, "Oh, well, you know, it's it's a lot of money." But this is the thing, like let's just say for 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 um for the sake of this conversation that it means For you to, like, let's say some of the the things that you're investing in pay 3%, right? Yeah, you're gonna have to grow a hundred thousand to get three thousand back, right? Um, three thousand a month, right? But that hundred thousand is always gonna be there, and you're always gonna be getting three thousand approximately, give or take, you know, every week. So, yeah, the hardest part is putting 100000 in your account. But if you're getting paid 3000 every week for the rest of your life off of that 100000 now you can move on to other things. I hope that that kind of makes sense, right? As opposed to you um, just not seeing the significance of it and or... <clears throat> Because even if you start to squirrel away the money into things that pay you some... And that's pretty... It can be conservative. Um, One of the things that I've learned about the the index funds is they can pay as much as 5% a year. That's actually pretty good. That's actually... and I, And that's per year. So when I talk about going into the market and taking out 5% a week, I think that sometimes people... They hear the numbers, and so here's the funny thing, right? I had to even double check the math. 12%, no no no, five percent of a thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Um so so here's here's the kicker. Uh they tell you start off with five hundred to a thousand dollars, right? So you're like, oh man, I'm gonna be making Boku cash. You know musings of a divine feminine was saying that you know there's people pulling out two and four hundred dollars you know in in twenty minutes in an hour, right, even if you pull it out in in one or two days like I'm waiting for my my trading counterparts they're gonna get their money right because now we're not panic selling you just sit on it, you let it do what it needs to do right but um if you take one thousand dollars and you know you want to get five percent a week. That comes down to 1% a day, right? Um, Let's say Monday through Friday. Let's say you take the weekends off. You go to the beach with the kids, you know, and and spend time with your family and friends. And you're only trading five days a week. You only have to make $12 on Monday, $12 on Tuesday, $12. on. So it doesn't sound like a lot, right? And so in one month, you will have grown your account from $1,000 to a uh, to $148. And it doesn't feel like a lot. Right? And that's why I was saying like. You look at what it means for 12 months. If I'm honest. I wasn't impressed. Even at 12 months. 156. I'm making that next year. Right? But. Because you're compounding it over a long period of time. 36 months. You're looking at two million and you're consistently going in there and getting getting out five percent. So that's why sometimes the language can seem like it's not that significant, but it's consistency and learning all of those competencies. Don't be greedy. Right. Understand like how the market fluctuates. Don't panic sell. Invest in good stock, quality stock just the same way like how we all have choices (laughs) right um just because it's there doesn't mean that it's it's a safe buy you still have to vet right i'll never forget one of the, the stock i will never touch again so help me god is blackberry unless and it's funny i learned this from my from my mentor on the trading side i don't remember what there was a stock that burnt her so you know, basically, I, I shared this story. I remember I was new to trading. And one of my, my brother's friends was he made Boku cash on BlackBerry. And you can go back and look at the chart. And it was spiking. And so he's like, got out 800, got out 1000, got out 1200. So I'm like, well, then crap, sure, I can use 1200. Let me put some let me throw some money at it. And so by the time I got in, um, it started to crash. And so I started to to hold um, but one of the things, that there's stories within stories about about what happened with that scenario. Usually when it comes to trading too, by the time most people have already told you they're making money and you're trying to go in, people have already hit the peak and now you're buying at the peak. You're buying high. They bought low and now they're jumping out and you're jumping in at a high, right? So, And, and so at that point, I mean, I would have had to really averages down at a really quick pace and try to get out because it's going to be it was such a high spike that I don't even think it, it has hit that high again. But one of the things I learned from my mentor, too, is she talked about how the same thing happened to her. And she's like, man, I hate that stock so much and stuff. And but but she came back two years later and she got back double the amount on that on that stock because the way she looks at it is this 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 you know like in my case blackberry took me for my money i can go back and look at look at it and see how much um i lost on that one but let's just say it was six hundred dollars right so i'm gonna like figure out how to go in there and get back 1200 i'm gonna strategize i'm gonna mastermind i'm gonna go back and get my money and the money I was supposed to get in the first place, right? And so you make it playful, you make it a game, you understand that that, you know, um there's that aspect of it too, but truly I, I had no business investing in Blackberry at the time even though it was going spiking up. Um it didn't match my trading style, right? Um each one of us have different trading styles. Some of you are going to Be more comfortable with doing my approach, right? You're going to find platforms where they trade for you. Like I said, a lot of us started trying to trade on our own. And then we pulled out our money and put it into platforms that do the trading for us. And then now we're circling back, right? So there's, like I said, I do have trading platforms. They have people who specialize in trading in gold and Forex and Bitcoin and Ethereum and crypto, um and so those are the ones that are giving me 3%, 3%, 6% and 22%, right? And some of them pay weekly and some of them pay monthly. I'm also squirreling away my so these there's three trading styles that I'm talking about, right? Put your money in with groups where people trade the money for you and you want to be very careful with those. Each of the ones that I'm traded with, that I I trade with, they're licensed brokers. They have had me signing n d a disclosures, right? They're very serious about what they're doing, so you do have scammers out there that will try to emulate those type of things and you you lose your money so i i'm saying that the the companies that I'm with they are licensed they're brokers they're they're um it, you know the government is is holding them to a standard and they're committed to keeping to that standard because they they like that that level of integrity right <clears throat> but you do have scammers out here so I just want to say that some of you might be more comfortable with going the you know I'll call it the V O O route. You don't know too much about trading. You're not trying to get in and out of the market every day and on a regular basis. But you do know if you put your money into an aristocrat, something like a aristocrat account that's going to pay you out, you know, um, to make your life comfortable, you're comfortable with throwing money. You know, you're working that nine to five job as a and you're using that as a stepping stone to get to the next level right? So yeah, you're working a nine to five, not necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily like your boss, or your coworkers, but you understand that in three years, you can be um, financially free three to five years. So it kind of sucks a little bit, but you can do the three to five years versus having to work, you know, another 2030 years to retire, right? So you're working a nine to five. But you're Throwing a, throwing enough money in there to where you grow it to a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, I know for some people you're probably looking at growing it to two point five million dollars and that's possible and you can do it. And you can retire off of having two point five million in your account and it paying you a hundred and twenty five thousand per year. That that can be used to be used to be comfortable depending on where you live, right? I keep it one hundred with you like one of the houses I want to buy. That that uh, and I already know which area. I wanted to buy a house in Nevada, but that that's gonna be my second house, just because a lot of the things I like are out here. Um, but I'm gonna have to come up with a hundred and forty thousand dollar, um, down payment because I'm doing conventional, and um, I don't have the regular stream of income to finance it like the way that other people who have a nine to five job with pay stubs do, right? And that's okay. Right. But some of you might be more comfortable with putting away your money in that way. Right. And it's going to do what it needs to do. And and it's it's you know, you'll do your due diligence and you figure out that it's paying out over a certain period of time. Other people do it. You'll talk to your financial advisors and figure out what works for you. And then the third style of, of trading is kind of more hands on like what I'm doing. I'm in and out of the market, you know, a couple times a day. I'm looking at the charts. I'm getting the alerts, right? And so you have to figure out what your trading style is. Um, but there's a way for all. And obviously, you know, I am I am my own personality. There's some people that are willing to, to, that they, like I said, like, there's nothing wrong with you working a nine to five that you love and that, That you enjoy. I want. I'm you know. I will close out with this. Because this is music of a divine feminine. It is a blessing. But I think that when you are. Climbing the hierarchy. Right the hierarchy of Maslow's. Hierarchy of needs. It's interesting to me. Because I'm blessed. To where. I, I, I do value interacting with people and feeling like I'm I'm contributing to something bigger than myself. Um, and so could I go out and, and get another job? Even though it proved to be a little bit difficult, I remember sending out my resume and the frustration with not getting the callbacks, right? And there's several dynamics with that um, that come into play. One, they're probably getting a lot of, of resumes and um. Uh, I'm not gonna play that the the race victim gender card right now, but you know it it just um because I have all of my basic needs met. I don't want to just work for anyone. I don't want to have to just clock in, just to clock in. It has to mean something. Right, and so. That means I have to do, you know, in my opinion, a lot of inner work, right? Kind of fine tune what my mission is. And so that's the space that I'm in. Sometimes I can have a little bit of guilt, you know, kind of like survivor's guilt. Sometimes I, I can feel like I I can feel guilty because I'm driving past my, co- my former coworkers who are working the nine to five, going to work, going to meetings, you know, getting projects done. And it's like, Oh, well, does that because I used to associate my uh, a part of myself was was it's almost like empty nest syndrome, right? When your kids are gone. uh, You're no longer a mother. Well, what does it mean to be a woman? Who are you? What are your interests? What are your likes? What makes you happy? Right. So now that I, I'm not, you know, for a long period of time, it's like, well, who are you? Well, I'm a master's student. Well, I'm a doctor student, doctorate student. Well, I'm I work in this capacity. You know, it paid for my job. It paid for my my house, full tuition. Right. But now that I'm not I'm not my nine to five title what is my purpose? What is my mission? How do I raise the vibration? What does that look like? So that means I'm not just going to go back to that type of job where, yeah, I am helping people, but that's not my highest altruistic version. So I'm going through that. It's not, it sounds fluffy, but it's kind of (laughs) not, you know, but I'm not complaining in any way, shape or the form. So, because I think some of you, will cross that threshold with me where now you're making all the money that you want, buying everything that you want, access to everything that you want. And what does having a more fulfilled life look like? And what does, you know, um, what does raising the energy mean for you? What does your mission mean for you? Right? Right? And I, uh, I, I'm I glad because even when I talk about it on these podcasts, sometimes the illumination comes to me while I'm speaking. But it's recognizing, yeah, I've said it before and it happens again and again, like back to back. I'll talk to people and I can see which people kind of need it. And I've had to learn sometimes I'll, I'll try to help people, but it, it, it's nothing worse than unsolicited advice. And sometimes, you know, it, it can happen. And you never know because sometimes words do carry their weight and it's not that they didn't receive it, you know, sometimes people can have a hard exterior, but I it, it, it the the seed was planted, but I'm 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 more careful and with me being more careful about really identifying one, does this person need my help? Two, are they gonna be receptive to it has also carried me a very long way. And I'm grateful because, you know, I've always been that type of girl that I, to me, thank you goes a very long way with me. Right. And I've been blessed that even at this point where I'm questioning what's my purpose. Right. People, when I engage with them and I dialogue with them. I've actually had them come back. I'm not going to get teary eyed, but they'll be like, thank you. They don't have to, but that goes such a long way with me. I always talk about that one story that resonates with me is when, when Jesus healed the 10 lepers and only one came back to say thank you. Thank you has always gone a very long way with me, right? Um, but with that being said, oh, 15 more minutes until I have to to head on out to my uh, exercise regimen, and I always enjoy. Okay. I always enjoy. I don't like taking my supplements sometimes. I don't. No, I don't. Let's keep it I don't like taking my supplements. um, But I've tried to make it as pleasant as possible. I make sure that the protein smoothie. The, the protein drink. I, I take the protein drink by Bolthouse. They have the vanilla chai that has 10 grams of protein. And also the... um. Vanilla bean, that one is 30 grams of protein. And for those of you who are working out and or want to have more fat loss, um, you want to increase your, your protein int- intake per day. So I've increased my protein from 10 to 30 grams to now I take anywhere between 60 to 90 grams. Um, next summer, I'll probably raise it to 120 grams. Um, but I'm doing a lot of things that, you know, it's even things like for my ladies, like flexibility this winter, continue to, to work on your flexibility while you're listening to podcasts or watching YouTube, do those yoga stretches, do those Pilates stretches. You can have a separate tab open, you know, where you're just watching them do the moves and hold it while you're watching your favorite content creators and work on your flexibility flexibility is it has so many benefits but also it helps you get that light nice lean muscle so i know we kind of talked a little bit about trading and now i'm into health but hey that's the virgo side of me my virgo rising health and wealth and all of these things go hand in hand right health and wealth but at the end of the day all is mind all right so love y'all want to see out all out here At some point, if you're, if you, if you, what is it? It can sound a little vulgar, right? If you F with me, it's kind of like you're, you're going to have to, if I'm looking at me raising your vibration and you're part of my gang, you know, your, your health is going to have to improve and your money is going to have to improve some way, somehow. I also want to encourage you as I'm signing off again um I am I've already I registered for my uh 45 hours of continuing education for real estate and there's a module in there where I'm going to be tested on um <clears throat> my understanding of trust funds so I love that uh, this is another reason why I'm glad I'm keeping my real estate license because I'm not necessarily going to be out here with marketing and billboards and all the stuff I you know used to do before uh I'm going to use this knowledge for my family and um kind of mentioned, you know, kind of give me an extra pair of eyes of what's going on with my with my funds and what's coming up for my godkids and my niece, making sure that their trust funds are set up. We're also I'm also going to be covering let me just give you a heads up too cuz if you're on my on my stuff for for the trading part of it let me just touch on it real quick and then we're going to get out of here because I do need to go start getting ready to go um work out um <clears throat> so the trust funds one I'm going to share that one with you guys um I'm also going to be talking a little bit about the um fair housing um and the fair housing laws and also going over a little bit of risk management and uh a little, talking a little bit about implicit bias, so this one, it says in here in the training, the wealth and home ownership gap between white, black, and Latinx households and how it per- how it is perpetuated by discriminatory lending and real estate practices. So I'm going to be tested on that too. Um, there's also the first part that I have to, to go over is consumer protection. So that would be for you as the buyer um, and things that you can look for in your real estate uh, agent, right? Uh, And or at least no, because I, I w- listen, if we're going to make this money, okay, and we're going to be healthy enough to be able to run all through the house and all up and down the stairs, right? Um, I want us to get the best deals out of our buying our homes, right? Y'all are going to be in here trading and investing with me. And one way to, to secure your assets and really, build out that legacy and break the generational curses is buying real estate so i want y'all to kind of see things to the way that i do um and so you're going to be aware of things like uh uh notes right um that and and the other word that's here is trust deeds right so notes are kind of like contract law right um purchase agreements and contingencies Disclosure requirements, tax and legal aspects of current concern, real estate, economics and short sales. OK, um, um interesting stuff on, on I actually want to uh, look at the one for ethics, too, because even with the person that that helped me selling my house, she she was I didn't know no better. But I'm going to kind of give you guys insights on what to look for. And. um, Yeah, so stay tuned. We have some exciting stuff coming down the pipeline until the next podcast. Let's get this money. Let's be healthy. Let's be wealthy. Let's raise the vibration for ourselves and for those around us until the next one. Bye.